I'm standing here recording this podcast episode soaking wet, which is ridiculous, but I just went for a run in the rain and oh my goodness, that was awesome. And I have this podcast lined up and the title is Living Fully Awake. And I thought, there is no better time to record this than right now. After I went for a run in the rain with all my clothes on and just embraced it. Man, I feel so alive and I'm so excited to talk to you today about living fully awake. You're listening to Work and Play with Nancy Ray, episode 14. Much of our daily lives can be divided into two categories, work and play. Simply put, that is where our life and our legacy take place. This is a podcast all about learning to work and play well, which leads to a healthy soul and a fulfilling life. Let's dive in. The other day, my friend said something that has stuck with me so profoundly because of how it's resonated in my heart. When I asked her, what's one thing that you could do this year to really make this year a win? She responded, slowing down and creating more empty space. Finally getting up the nerve to be less connected. How dare I? Less always going so that I can just live a simpler, more present life. And then she said these words. I'll also say that that sounds impossible. Isn't that a shame? Man, that hit my heart. Doesn't it feel like slowing down and being less connected and less always going, as she put it, is nearly impossible? I know it feels like that for me, honestly, most days. But I also know that it actually is possible. It's possible to slow down. It's just dependent on the choices that you and I make. I think often it's not so much about changing our lives or our circumstances or our schedules, but instead it simply looks like putting down our phones and being all in right where you are. I want to live fully awake. I want to live fully awake and aware of me. I want to be aware of myself. I want to be aware of how I'm feeling, of how I'm doing, how my heart is, how my spirit is. I want to know that. I want to feel it. I want to be aware of my family and how they're doing. My husband's heart, my kid's heart. I want to know how they're doing. I want to be very focused, very aware, very present when I'm doing work. I want to be all there. I want to put my hand to my work in that moment and give it my everything. I want to be aware of the atmosphere around me, how it's affecting me and how I can affect it. I want to know God's voice intimately. I want to feel pain. That's crazy, but I don't want to try to avoid pain. If there's pain, I want to feel it and I want to heal from it. I want to go there. I want to really, truly feel and experience joy. Like the deep, deep kind of joy. All of that. All of it. How I'm doing. How those, how, how those people around me, my people, are doing all of the emotions and pains and joys, that is living fully awake, not trying to numb yourself and not trying to get out of it. I want to feel, I want to I be, right? I want to live to the fullest. And I've been thinking, I just, I don't know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about what does it look like 
for Nancy Ray to live fully awake. I want you to ask yourself that question right now. What does it look like, insert your name, to live fully awake? I think we're all on this journey. I'm still learning this myself. I'm not going to say I know how to do this perfectly. But as I've been on this journey and really asking myself these questions, asking how I can stop numbing myself and how I can really be present, I think there are three things that we can do every day to start to really open our eyes, right? Our figurative eyes that might be sleeping or wanting to numb yourself, open our eyes and really live fully awake. First, choose to be present right now. Right now. Where are you? What are you doing? Are you in the car? Are you in your kitchen? Just look around you, like pause. Where are you? What are you doing right now? Now, I want to talk to you for just a second, because if you're anything like me, you can feel worn out right now. You can feel overbooked, overwhelmed, whether you're running a business, you're a mama, whether you work a demanding job, whether your demanding job is your children, whether you don't have a job right now, whatever it is, you might feel overwhelmed. It doesn't matter where you are right now. What matters is that you're opening your eyes and experiencing it, that you're seeing it for what it is, and that you're seeing how you live every day. Because for me, most days, when I'm distracted by my phone, while simultaneously trying to do 10 other things at once, I feel flustered and I want to escape. But there is another way. to pause, to do one thing at a time, and to be fully engaged in that one thing. And to know God is omnipresent. He's everywhere else. He can take care of it. He has all the other things in his hand. You can be right where you are and you can trust him to take care of the rest. Jen Wilkins says these words in her book, None Like Him. No, we cannot be in more than one place at a time. When we reach for omnipresence ourselves, we guarantee that we will be fully present nowhere, spread thin, people of divided attentions, affections, efforts, and loyalties. Better to trust that these bodies which tether us to one location are good limits given by a good God. When we trust Him as fully present everywhere, we are finally free to be fully present wherever He has placed us. She talks about what a blessing it is to live in these bodies of flesh that tether us to whatever moment or task or person that is right in front of us, and knowing that God has created us like that, to live in these bodies. We can embrace it as a gift, fully trusting Him to be the one who is omnipresent and in all places at once when we physically can't be. The more we recognize this as a gift and stop trying to do everything at once, the more we can live fully awake in the physical body and your present moment and the present moment that we find ourselves in. Second, living fully awake means being unafraid of the hard or uncomfortable things that life throws our way. Just like I was saying, I want to feel the pain. That sounds terrible, right? We don't really want to feel pain. We want to avoid pain. But I want to be present in it. I want to actually not numb myself. I want to be unafraid of the hard things. There's this phrase that I say over and over to myself, and oftentimes to my little girls and my little boy, and that phrase is, You were made to do hard things. You were made to do hard things. If you haven't yet listened to episode seven, 
That is an episode all about being made to do hard things and what that means. But living fully awake doesn't mean avoiding the hard, difficult, or painful circumstances. It means feeling them fully, embracing that it's part of life, and learning to navigate through grief and discomfort and pain. I think about that scene in Braveheart where Mel Gibson is about to be killed and he's offered something to ease the pain of what's about to happen and he turns it down. Okay, I know it's an extreme example. We're not dying here, but at the same time, it's powerful. In that movie, it's powerful in that moment because he turns it down. He turns down anything to ease his pain when he's about to be killed because he said he wanted to be fully aware of what was happening. He wanted to feel that sacrifice. I think we live in a culture that fears hard things. We want quick, easy, and comfortable. But God has equipped us to do hard things. And anything worth fighting for isn't going to be easy. You were made to do hard things. Third, living fully awake means embracing the goodness right in front of you. Can I just say this? Why is it the norm to complain? Literally, why? I mean, in my life, people around me, my friends, my family, social media, I feel like all we do is complain about what's hard. And we have it really good, y'all. Like, really good. I don't know why we always think about how we're lacking or the things that are hard. It's run through my head already. Five times today. Ten times today. Why are my circumstances so hard? Like, why this morning did my dog eat the very last piece of bread in the house that was going to be my sandwich and then proceed to choke on it? Why? I'm not even kidding. That really happened this morning. It's just ridiculous. But, of course, I'm going through in my head, like, all the hard things. We don't have any groceries. I was so hungry. That was the last piece of bread. I need to go to the store. All these, like, it's not a big deal. We live in America. I have so much. I can go to the freaking grocery store and buy new food. It's fine. Like, I don't know why the norm is to complain. Okay, sorry, tangent. But I do want to share this incredibly powerful quote from the book, The Soul of Money. The author's Lynn Twist, and she says, For me and for many of us, our first waking thought of the day is, I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is, I don't have enough time. Whether true or not, that thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. We spend most of the hours in the days of our lives hearing, explaining, complaining, or worrying about what we don't have enough of before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor. We're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking something. And by the time we go to bed at night, our minds are racing with a litany of what we didn't get or didn't get done that day. We go to sleep burdened by those thoughts and wake up to that reverie of lack. This internal condition of scarcity, this mindset of scarcity, lives at the very heart of our jealousies, our greed, our prejudice, and our arguments with life. Man, every time I read that, I regularly wake up, didn't get enough sleep, I don't have enough time. Like Those are the thoughts we're thinking, and we have to replace those thoughts and embrace the goodness right in front of us. To live fully awake is to walk in full awareness of how abundant our lives really are and to express outrageous gratitude for the goodness that surrounds us. When we can open our eyes and wake up to all that we do have, instead of all that we don't, 
we can live freely, fully awake, and grateful. So today, wherever you find yourself, I encourage you to be present. Know you were made for hard things and embrace the goodness that is right in front of you. Just like when my husband took the three kids to go get donuts together, I looked outside and it was raining. I could have made a million excuses, but instead I said, nope, this rain is good. I'm going for a run. I chose to be present. I knew it was going to be hard. I'm literally still soaking wet. But I knew it was going to be good. I wanted to be present and I knew I was made for hard things. So let's do it. Let's live life fully awake. Let's put down the mind-numbing distractions and wake up. Let's live life fully awake. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I almost named this podcast the Living Fully Awake Podcast. I believe so much There is a need, like a desperate cry in us today to live fully awake, to be present. But what I learned as I was thinking about and praying about and deciding what to name this podcast, that happens in our work and in our play. It happens in day-to-day life. And that is where our life and legacy take place. So thank you so much for for listening i don't take it for granted thank you for your reviews thank you for everything and if you've been enjoying this podcast there's really no better way to say thank you than if you were to share it with a friend as always you can find me at nancyray.com on instagram at nancyray or facebook at nancyray my prayer for you this week is that you would live fully awake thanks for listening and i'll see you next time